Um, are we like recording for? We're recording for real. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, listeners to Top for Top podcast, we wanted to do a quick, short episode today that basically just kind of gives you a little insight on where we came up with the idea for Top for Top podcast. So we've really enjoyed all of our conversations with um, so many inspiring women in in China, and we hope that you've learned a lot from them as well, and that in the future you'll look at different cultures from a slightly different angle to try to pull up a lot of the big questions that unite us. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just grappling with the things that we're trying to parse out and understand ourselves, coming along on that journey with us and underlying this whole podcast is really to understand and learn and bring that to you, our audience. Can you remember why you felt that a podcast on gender issues in China was something that was important and something that would help um, a Western audience understand China a little bit better? I was flying actually in China and realized that I was always listening to podcasts. And also I was thinking about how I hadn't learned that much about the role of women in China. Except for, do you, do you remember the lean-in conversation that we had at Tsinghua? Yeah, that was a really good Yeah, except at the same time, I felt like I just didn't fully connect with the students from Tsinghua that were there. So basically what happened for people that are listening is we had this incredible opportunity to meet up with the lean-in circle um, of Shoresman women as well as Tsinghua women and that's based on Cheryl Sandberg's concept from her book and a lot of her ideas. And we just started talking about how we're perceived in the workplace, our goals, our aspirations, so many different myriad of concepts that are usually discussed. And there were certain things that I just didn't feel like I fully connected. But I guess instead of judging that, I just was trying to understand why. Like, did their parents teach them this? Is this something that society's taught them? Like, what's it like growing up as a woman in China? How has it changed? Whether that's through like the Cultural Revolution or in present day, how has that happened with the advent of tech? Like, what are women in different industries facing? And basically, how does that all compare to the U.S.? Um, and I just wanted to kind of go into a new territory. I've never podcasted before. I like talking a lot. You like talking a lot. <laughs> so I thought that might be a good way to get the word out and get people talking, you know? What is one lesson about China you want people to like take back? That there are strong, competent, insightful women yeah. in China and Chinese women are being liberated but in a different way than the West is and that's okay I think just understanding context and that coming in I can't place my Western feminist ideals and impose them upon people when I come here I have to understand and take the time to listen to people in order to actually make a qualitative judgment about it I just can't come in and say, rah, rah, I believe in all these things, and you should too because it's what's right. It's, okay, I believe in all these things, and you believe in all these things. 
I don't understand yet what all these things are. Talk to me and explain to me and give me the context so then I can explain to other people what's happening here. Yeah. One thing that was really interesting in all the conversations that we that we had was um, the fact that even though we came from very different places and very different cultures, you see how family plays such a big role in shaping people's like determination to succeed. And you often see like um, stories from people's mothers and grandmothers and how they inspired them, which is something that like we can so like relate to on such a human level. And I think it's just so beautiful to see how at the end of the day, no matter how big the cultural gap can be, and how um, a lot of times China is politicized, like in the media at the moment, um, we can still connect on a very kind of basic level to people that are shaking things up in China and in Beijing today. I definitely agree. And then I guess also we like we managed to see a lot of like ordinary stories of resilience, and it makes you like realize how even though people have everything that's like almost against them like the culture puts you in a, paints you in a specific light and gives a specific role to you right and so like society, the grandmothers of some of the yeah like it was so crazy to see how many people had like personal stories of like my grandmother had nothing and suffered so much yet she like had grit and she had a good sense of humor and she like was this the like bond of a community right or of a family and like that, the centripetal force in the community. Yeah. yeah, and like that strength, like, was carried on to me, and that's what helps me like break down barriers. Like that's really great. And I think even yeah. in the context of this program, like there were a lot of moments where that raised a lot of questions, but that didn't really provide us with a lot of con- concrete answers. Like. So remember that time that we had that um, conversation about Confucianism and gender. And we started asking a lot of questions about the hierarchy. How does Confucianism contribute to gender relations in China? And it raised a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's like, that, that conversation is what ended up sparking my first paper for that class. Yeah. So I ended up writing about how Confucianism and feminism are in conflict. Yeah. So in the sense that Confucianism is creating this hierarchy, almost like a separate but equal yeah. There's the, this yin and yang in marriages. So when you yeah. think about the yin and yang symbol, you know, one side is the male dominates and excels in the workplace and the woman dominates and excels in the home. But I just yeah. called that out as basically bullshit, bullshit for, like, why can't people have that optionality yeah. that modern-day Western feminism gives that, you know, if you want to be a homemaker, that's fine. Do it. But it doesn't matter what gender you are. And if you yeah. want to excel in the workplace, do it. But it doesn't matter what gender you are, and I think, yeah. like that's a lot where like the 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 ambiguity and ta comes from. So yeah. it's like he for she, she for he. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, that's I why think, I, yeah. I think it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. So I think that about wraps up this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to Ta for Ta podcast. We have been so delighted with the feedback that we've received thus far from you all. Please keep on sending us your thoughts, people that you'd like to see on the show. Our email is linked to this episode, so don't forget to shoot us a line. And that's about it for today.